station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are listening to The Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM. Myself, Raji Davanzi, of course, our technician doing duty. That is none other but Abida Muhammad Dixon. As usual, the program negotiating pathways towards a successful marriage. And once again, we have the Honorable Molina in studio with us. And it is none other but Molina Sabri Davis, uh, who is from Masjidul Thani, Rocklands, Mitchell's Plain. Molina, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Buddha Raji. And assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi to the listeners as well. Indeed, a pleasure to be here, Buddha Raji. Buddha Vindrach for Ochen. Alhamdulillah. But alhamdulillah, the Kapsa doctor, Kapsa doctor, Vaivia. Alhamdulillah. But alhamdulillah, we shukra Allah under all conditions. Alhamdulillah. Staan wat ons slaan maak met ons program, toe dat fietsie gereen is. Ja, Allah. Subhanallah. Maar in de laatste week, we hadden een program, because due to the outside broadcast, we had the Masjid uh, al-Awal, they actually commemorate 222 years. Alhamdulillah. And they had the Khatam there, that is why we didn't have this program. How veel jaar betaar, Raji? Double, triple two. Now imagine betaar, Raji, triple 222 years ago. This masjid was established. Allah. Can also khurus fully be tarajih. Imagine 222 years this house of Allah has been used for mm-hmm. the ibadah. How many people Allah Akbar have passed through that masjid? Asalamualaikum. Moi itu sahaja. Mungkin kan kiri dia. Meskipun itu objek fani istri fani imam suk. Yeah, yeah. It has served amal dah. So asalamualaikum. Moi itu sahaja. Insyaallah. And the the most part when mana dah was revisian wordah the clink clinken. Allah. Fan the persona what the protocol but dengan fan sarji fan. Sarki, si Sarki Batman Sarki van die Mitchell's Plain Anyway Maar Sam Sarki, as die Putin Sarki nie As is van Toan Gurusa Afstam Allahu Akbar Ja, Toan Gurusa Afstam, ja Allahu Akbar, nou imagine we got Allahu Akbar, this is a great honor actually En hy die ook gaaf is, mashallah And he also recited a few surahs of the Holy Quran Allahu Akbar He's only 11 or 12 years old Friday night, I had a sheikh from UK at our masjid and uh, he came to uh, Friday night is my marriage class and mm-hmm. I just want to remind the listeners also but Araji they are free to come and attend it's free of charge but any sadaka or donation they want to make us welcome so this sheikh from UK and I was amazed at how he knows the history of Cape Town but the history of Islam in South Africa and the one beautiful thing he says that Tuang Yusuf came here without internet mm-hmm. without a cell phone without a car without anything And Islam bloomed from here to such an extent that we have nur coming from Cape Town. Alhamdulillah. He mentions such a beautiful thing. He says that uh, the mountains contain energy, the sea contains energy, and therefore the Muslims are so vibrant here in Cape Town because of the energies. And in addition of these, uh, you know, friends of Allah that is buried all, ra- all around the Cape, we get so much of energy, positive energy. We as Muslims in Cape Town, Alhamdulillah, we can shukar Allah. And he says that we are so vibrant. Wherever he comes in the world, he doesn't see this vibrancy. And here in Cape Town, he has, 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 he's got this vibrancy. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allah shukar, Alhamdulillah. Shukar, Alhamdulillah. Let's start with our program, Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. Alhamdulillah. It's just like the rain that gives a new lease of life to a dying plant. Allah, Allah. A smile and the kind words can help someone who is 
about to give up, inshallah. But the first part, Mulana, we uh, have uh, some nasiha, uh, inshallah, for about 10 to 15 minutes. And thereafter, we will open the SMS line on the number 47913. And of course, Mulana, two weeks ago, we still got a backlog of questions, but those are put on board, inshallah. So without further ado, I hand you over to Mulana Sabri, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala ashrafil mursaleen, Sayyidina wa Habibina wa Shafi'ina wa Mawlana Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, indeed, Butaraji and listeners, a pleasure to be here. And we always open, we always open with the thanks and the and the and the praise of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We we thank Allah so profusely that our tongues become dry, dry and moist and dry and moist and dry and moist with the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And indeed, in the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, we know that the entire world is nowadays looking for peace and contentment that we will find in the dhikr and in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where Allah reminds us Allah bi dhikri that indeed with the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the remembrance of, and the abundant remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed with that alhamdulillah we will find solace and we will find a peace and contentment and we will find indeed that the heart becomes restful the heart becomes peaceful because in this day and age that we are living all the hearts are just yearning after dunya 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 and so often we forget what we should yearn for and that is akhirah may allah grant us that inshallah Okay. Today the piece of nasiha that we want to share with the listeners is in fact our our khutbah that we had on Friday and uh, it is those things which shaitan flees away from now obviously we're not going to go do the entire we're not going to do the entire khutbah but we're going to uh, take some of it uh, for that inshallah but i think inshallah yeah. Raji, we need to go for a break yes, sure after that we will return welcome back assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh you're in the program negotiating pathways towards a successful marriage myself raji davaj of course our technician abida muhammad dixon instead we have the Molana uh sabri david so the imam from masjid al-thani rakhnas yes indeed bismillah rahman rahim as we said before the break that we will just focus on some of the issue uh, some of the uh, very pertinent uh, points that we mentioned in the Jumah Friday Bitaraji. and uh, the Jumah was all about those things from which shaitan flees away and indeed Bitaraji, we know that uh, even before birth or be rather before intimacy we we are supposed to ask uh, make a dua in which we ask Allah protection from shaitan so by indication the Nabi Sallallahu told us by indication through making this dua that shaitan is ever present and then at the time when the person during Jimah, so, so, you know, at, at, at that very moment uh, when, when, when the attention is not anywhere else but, you know, in the moment, even that moment we're supposed to make dua. We're supposed to start with the name of Allah and say Bismillah. And so by this we, 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 we gather that indeed shaitan is ever present. Then one riwayah, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam explains to us that at the time of childbirth, the child is being touched by shaitan. And the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, irrespective of what modern medicine wants to tell us, irrespective of what whatever professional wants to tell us, the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam tells us that the crying of that child is because of the touching of shaitan at the time of birth, and that is why the first words that the sh- that the child must hear at the time of birth is the adhan, uh, and and that is why it is so important that the husbands butaraji have to be present when the wife gives birth so that they can appreciate the wife mm-hmm. but also perform this very important duty of the adhan and the iqama nevertheless one of the things that we mentioned uh, you know the nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says an abi hurairah radiyallahu anhu anna rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam qala 
من قال لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير في يوم 100 مره كانت له عدل عشر رقاب وكتبت له 100 حسنه ومحيت عنه 100 سيئه وكانت له حرزا من الشيطان يومه ذلك حتى يمشي ولم ياتي احد بافضل مما جاء به الا احد عمل اكثر من ذلك او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام that the nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that whomsoever recites daily every day 100 times la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahu almulk wa lahu alhamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir that all praises to allah subhanahu there's only there's none other to worship except allah alone and that to allah belongs all dominion and to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala belongs all praise and allah has power over all things in a day he recited 100 times it is number one says the nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is as if he has set free t- uh, 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 the 10 slaves lahu adlu ashri riqab as if he has set free 10 slaves but in addition to that nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says there will be 10 hasanat yani good deeds will be written in this a person's account and in addition to that 10 uh, uh, of his sins Oh, a mouth, hundreds of his sins will be will be uh, will be written off, will be uh, removed from his tablet, from his uh, uh, record. And then the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, and in addition to that, وَكَانَتْ لَهُ حِرْزًا مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ يَوْمَهُ ذَلِكَ It will be a sanctuary, yani a protection for him from shaitan on that particular day of his. And if he does it in the evening, obviously the same would apply. So this is one of the things, Mutaraji and listeners, that the shaitan flees away from. Shaitan runs away from this because Allah's name is being mentioned and Allah is being praised. Mm-hmm. And wherever Allah's name is pra- mentioned and Allah is being praised, that is the time where shaitan does not enter, he does not come close. Another thing that shaitan runs away from, Abu Sa- Sa- uh, Sa'id, Abu Sa'id Khudari radiallahu anhu says, Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-insan hatta nazalat al-mu'awwidatan. Falamma nazalata akhadha bihima wa taraka ma siwahuma. He says the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to seek protection from jinn and shaitan and, 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 and mankind and yani the evil eye, the ainul insan, the evil eye because ozitmas are something called mm. uh, jealousy and, and you know the evil eye person looks at you with jealousy. So now the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to ask Allah protection, you understand? But then what happened is when the mu'awwidatan which is qul a'udhu bi rabbil falaq and qul a'udhu bi rabbil nas when these two uh, uh, these two surahs were revealed the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam used those two surahs only to ask allah for protection so this uh, we now understand that we don't have to go for for ajimachis and all these things we have the protection right in the quran mm-hmm. and even you know if a person goes for ruqya the the raqi yani the person that performs a ruqya will tell the person that you only need quran you don't need anything else you only need allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help upon us another aspect which shaitan runs away and again from this we can gather that the prophet sallallahu himself used this as 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 a as a means of protection against shaitan and against jinn another aspect and this is a very long rewire but araji but i'm going to shorten it because we are we don't have all the time this uh, on one occasion nabi muhammad sallallahu appointed a sahabi to take care of the zakat of ramadan yani the fitrah so what happened is uh, one the, uh, the first evening a person came And he had a very sad story to say, you understand. He says that uh, I'm an old man and my family needs uh, my family needs me and my family doesn't have food and all these things, you understand. 
So he started taking from these things. So this person, the Sahabi, told him, listen, you can't take from this because uh, indeed the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told me to take care of this and that no one is allowed to take from it. So the person just grabbed some food and he ran away. In, uh, next morning he went to the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and related the whole incident. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, don't worry, that one will return again. Same that evening, same thing happens. This person comes in the form of an old man, tells the person that, listen, my family needs food and I have a great need for food. And please, I need some of this food and I'm going to take some of this food. Mm. So he says again, if you take some of this food, I'm going to take you to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he takes the food, the two of them wrestle, but the old man manages to get away. So the Nabi, he went again to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, explaining mm. again, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, he will be back again. The third night came. And he came with the same story, but this particular night the Sahabi was now more vigilant and more ready for him. So he got hold of him, he grabbed him, and he said, I'm going to take you to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi that Rasulullah Sallallahu can deal with you. He says, wait, 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 please don't take me to Rasulullah Sallallahu If I teach you something, that this thing will protect you, it will cause Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to give you protection throughout the night. Mm. That shaitan will flee away from you. Allah. Will you release me? So he, he says, yes, okay. So this person tells him, if you recite Ayatul Kursi every night, Allah will appoint a guard to guard you throughout the night until the next morning. So he took this advice and he went to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he told the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him that the biggest liar has spoken the truth. So now the Sahabi was somewhat confused. How can a liar speak the truth? The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him, Fadaka Shaitan. That was shaitan that gave you that advice where he has spoken the truth That indeed if we recite ayatul kursi at night It is a means of protection against shaitan But Araji, so often we play the TV until we fall asleep We play the music until we fall asleep Why can't we play the qirat until we fall asleep? Often our children, our babies cry in the home Often our children cannot sleep Often we cannot sleep Often we find, for example, one of the examples And this is not my field of expertise But one of the things that I've learned uh, from various, uh, you know, and so forth, is that the person wakes up at night and he sits up, he doesn't know what happened. I can you know when I opacity. This is a form of shaitan also pestering him in his sleep. Mm. Bad dreams also from shaitan, you know, dreams of dogs and, and snakes chasing us. This is all from shaitan in our dreams because this is their reality. But if we recite ayatul kursi at night, it is a guarantee that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us protection until we wake. Alhamdulillah. Now imagine with Raja, so this is the advice that we shared with our Juma, uh, you know, with our Juma people and our Juma Jama'ah. Uh, another example, and then we inshallah will finish off with the uh, nasiha. When a person leaves Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu, Anna Nabiya sallallahu alaihi wasallam, قال إذا خرج الرجل من بيته فقال بسم الله توكلت على الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله يقال حين إذن هديت وكفيت ووقيت فتتند فتتنحى له الشيطان فيقول له الشيطان آخر فيقول له الشيطان آخر the Nabi says that when a person leaves his home and he says, Bismillah, in the name of Allah, tawakkaltu, I rely upon Allah. La hawla, there's no, uh, no power, wala quwata, and no movement and no strength except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is said to him, you have been, the malaika tell him, you have been sufficed for the day, you have been protected for the day, and you have been guided for the day. And then the shayateen amongst themselves, they tell each other, how can you get to a man? How can you redirect? How can you deviate a man who has been sufficed by Allah, who has been protected by Allah, and has been guided by Allah? And then they flee away from this person. Allah. So, Buddha Raji, I think, inshallah, may Allah 
Allah grant us the uh, you know tawfiq that we must uh, practice these things. Amen. Uh, and and I mean the wonderful Patabata Raji, mm. if you say La ilaha illallah, you don't even have to move your lips. You only have to move your tongue. And so this is some of the advices that we want to share with the listeners today. Inshallah, I am more than willing, Bata Raji, if anyone sends me a blank email, I am more than willing to share this because it, the, the, the khutbah is obviously much longer. But these are just some of the snippets that we took out. So inshallah, uh, my uh, email address, uh, I did say at one stage that uh, I don't want my email address floating around. But in this particular instance and for this particular uh, request only, I will allow that uh, people can email me and then I will gladly send it to them, inshallah. Shukran Allah for the wise words of Nasiha, alhamdulillah. So each night before you go to bed, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be thankful for what you were able to have accomplished uh, for Absolutely. the day, alhamdulillah. So, and when you wake up in the morning, Pray and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance, Absolutely. protection for your purpose Amen. for the day, inshallah. Amen. Amen. And when you leave your house, work or seek Allah's guidance, protection, inshallah. So life is a test. The difficulties we face are only opportunities to get closer to Allah subhanahu Allah wa ta'ala. Allah. Allah. On that note, we need to go for a commercial break. And of course, our SMS line is now open on the number 47913. Stay. Welcome back in the program, Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. And you can send your questions on the SMS line 47913. As I mentioned earlier, we still got a backlog of uh, two weeks ago questions, Molana. We need to answer. But inshallah, we will touch on the new questions that are coming through, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum, Molana. What do you do in the case if the husband produced the second wife parents with a fake talaq papers? What can the first wife do, and is the second marriage valid? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. First of all, we need to state that uh, that tala, that uh, marriage, uh, although it was uh, performed uh, and took place under false pretenses, yani that I am talaq from my wife, the talaq from the first wife is not a condition for the correctness of the second marriage. In other words, whether it was talaq or not, the second marriage is still valid. So we need to just understand that because talaq and being, being divorced from the first wife uh, is not a condition uh, and then only you can get married to the second wife. That is what we need to understand. Um, the second wife rather should now realize that if those papers were fake, what else in that marriage wouldn't be fake or couldn't be fake? And so therefore I would, I would urge the second wife rather that if he married you under false pretenses, lying to you about not being married, about being talaq from his wife, weren't you deceived then into getting married to him? So the second, and I certainly hope the second wife is listening, mm. or any other second wife who has been through this, you were deceived, my sister. And because of having been deceived, you would have the right to go back to your wakil and say, he deceived me. I thought I was going to be the only wife because she has the right to know if she's the second wife. So clearly she thinks she's the only wife. And then he lied to her. So the, the owners would be, or some of the owners would be on the second wife to uh, approach him and tell him, listen, you married me under false pretenses. You, de- you, you, you deceived me. And so hence I need to re- reassess and revisit this whole situation. But yes, the second wife, the second marriage is valid to that listener who sent the question. Mulana, assalamu alaikum. Mulana, okay. Mahputa Raji, she does ask what she mm. can do. Yes. Um, obviously, she can do nothing. Uh, and Ma for being so, you know, so very frank, but it is, he has been married. So you can either now, you know, um, um, inshallah, if he messes up in terms of, 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 of equal amount of times, if he messes up in terms of nafaka, now you would have grounds. But uh, unfortunately, my dear sister, the marriage is still valid. 
Shukran for that, Molina. Assalamu alaikum, Molina. How long after Maida is over can I remarry with a new husband? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You can marry immediately after your idda is over. Immediately. In other words, if the idda is finished by calculation or by, by having gone through the clean, three clean periods according to Imam Shafi and according to Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, it is three periods, actual periods. But either way, immediately when your, when your idda is over, you can get married to another person. But it's haram to get married during the idda period. Shukran, Salam. If you were able to leave the house of the in-laws and told your father to take you home by your mother-in-law. Hurtful words were said to you, and you took your child and under your parents' roof. Is it right to separate the husband and the wife? The husband and the wife have problems. In-laws interfere. The husband's uh, parents in problems never let the husband and wife sort it out in their own. The husband sickly used it as an excuse. Husband do wrong things, and if I speak up, they get cross. Problem is the ongoing thing, Molana. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. What we need to understand is that the parents, you see many parents refer to the riwayah mm. of Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam when he came to his son, uh, and his son wasn't there, and then for some reason or the other, he told his daughter-in-law, tell uh, my son he should change the doormat, and some say he should change the, uh, the drumple. Mm. We are not Nabi Ibrahim salam by a long shot, number one. Our judgment of character is totally based on sometimes on flimsy little things, on, on, on very, very uh, petty little things. I don't think it is correct of a parent to break up the marriage. The, the Quranic reference here, Hakama min ahlihi wa hakama min ahliha, um, that refers to getting a family member from her side or rather a, a, representation, a representative from her side and a, rep- and a representative from his side, making scale, balancing the scales. But for parents to interfere to the extent where a marriage is broken, one needs to tell those parents, hold on, now you have ever overstepped your role. You have overplayed your role because that is not the role of a parent. The role of a parent is to ch- try and keep the, the couple together. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is if you feel that your husband uh, is, is sickly and it is used as an excuse, but yet he does wrong, then fry it, how sickly is he? So yes, indeed, I would suggest, my dear sister, and then also very important, you did mention that it was the parents who sent you home. The husband needs to confirm whether he agrees with that or not. And if indeed that, that sending of home, he agrees with it and, 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 it, and it, is, it could indicate a talaq, then indeed a talaq has, uh, has occurred. And therefore I, I suggest that you go to your imam, take your husband with you and discuss the matter to see whether a talaq, because the imam needs to interview both of you, or even better go to the MGC. They need to interview both and then they will confirm whether a talaq has been taken place. Because if the husband agrees with this, and he intends a talaq behind this. It could have well been that he might have even uh, issued a talaq. We don't know. But suffice to then say, get the imam in and let him uh, address the situation with your husband present as well, inshallah. Shukran Fred Molinas. Welcome back in the program, Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage. Myself, Raji Davaj, of course, our Honorable Molina in studio. Molina, Sabri Davids, Majid uh, from Majid Luthani, Rockless, uh, inshallah. Yes, the SMS line is 47913. Molina, the questions are coming through, and uh, we are still busy with the two weeks ago questions, but we will try to make justice to answer inshallah. all these questions, inshallah. inshallah. Stay tuned next week, inshallah. inshallah. Let's go to our next question, Molina. Assalamu alaikum. I have a question. If a husband 
is no longer with his first wife, what is the duties towards her as they do have a child together? <coughs> she calls him to drive her up and down as if it's his duties, as if his son is 18 years of age, ask his dad to sleep over, visiting the house quite often, still pays maintenance. She calls him then whenever it suits her, using her son to her advantage. He was locked up numerous times, etc. I need advice, Kanala. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, the first aspect of this matter is the fact that the husband is a stranger to that lady mm. By virtue of them not being together anymore and uh, probably have been talaqed She is a complete stranger to him and him to her Hence, they being together, coming together, um, has there is no justification for that So he has no obligation towards her uh, Her nafaka from him has ended and under no circumstances does he have any duties towards her, nor does he have any obligations over, uh, uh, you know, towards her to do anything for her. As for the child, the obligation of maintaining the child continues whether the child is 18 or not. In Islam, the maintenance and the nafaka of the male children continue until they are self-sufficient, meaning until he gets a job and gets an income, etc., and often we know that uh, sometimes the child doesn't get a job that's too good, then the father must still play his role in uh, in nafakaing and helping and assisting financially. As for females, the, it ends when the, she gets married because now the nafaka becomes the responsibility of the husband. But there's no justification for her calling him. There's no justification for her asking this of him and that of him. And if indeed he feels, okay, we were married once, he does have a soft spot in his heart, which I can expect, and you can expect, my dear sister, that he will have a soft spot in his heart for her. The fact that they have an 18-year-old son means that they were married for probably that amount of time. So yes, there is still a link and there's still a bond. What I would suggest, instead of then fighting the matter, if, if he has to drive her, if she requests from him a favor to drive her somewhere, then tell him, I am going with you. Because we must remember to, to those two people, it's moments away from uh, you know getting into each other's arms and have to be so so blunt because they share a, a history together so for them to get together it's moments and it could be that they just the topic of our good times comes up and then they might develop feelings and desires and then that might end up in haram so what i would suggest my dear sister you rather go with him i'm not going to say uh, tell him not to do a favor because Allah uh, that Allah is in the assistance of the slave as long as the slave is in the assistance of his brother or sister so I'm not going to say do not do anything for her I'm going to say that you join him in that way uh, I think also it will play itself out in this way that pretty much she will become fed up and he will also become fed up and then she might even not uh, call him anymore Sugar for that answer, Molina. Salam all. If wife was badly abused because of her husband involved with a sister, now married to her, but still comes sit from early morning by her children, all alone, to forgive is one thing, but to be reminded of it every time. Please advise. He <coughs> has his own children. Yes, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. First of all, the, uh, I take it that the husband left the one sister for the other. Yeah. So now come sit early morning by the Easter sister. sister yeah. Now again the same scenario. Um, children the kinders must be clean. No cream. the fact that he has children by her doesn't mean he can come visit her. No, when she's alone. Also, uh, uh, female children or unmukalaf children cannot be 
maharam to her. So hence it is haram for him to come and visit her. And using the children as an excuse, why can't he treat, take the children with him and spend time with him at his home? So indeed that is not a situation that we advise. I would advise the, 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 the ex-sister now, the ex-wife, whom he visits, to put him out and tell him, listen, with all due respect, uh, if you want to see your children, fetch them. Take them for a weekend, keep them for a weekend, but you're not going to come sit here in my house because we are haram for each other. Finish and clear. But I can understand that, that, that uh, you know, I, mean, I can understand this whole scenario of s- the two sisters, Butaraji. Imagine, sisters mm. Of course, yeah. That is the natural response that she has. Allahu Akbar, may Allah give them solace in the heart. Inshallah. Amen, inshallah. Mulana, the next question is Can a mother give zakat to a child in need? Uh, no, zakat cannot be given from mother to child or even child to parents. Uh, that is a straightforward answer. Okay. Salam, Molina. Uh, I go to I just want to inter- mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I want to mention, though, that there are some ulama that are of the opinion that uh, that it can be given if the child is struggling, and if the child uh, is, uh, you know, in 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 in, ha- in dire straits, then it can be given to the to to the child. Um, so indeed, it is. It, it's perhaps not a straightforward answer as I might have given in the beginning. What I would suggest to the sister is contact the zakat fund, that is their field of expertise, uh, and ask them whether you can. Because if your child is in need, also then uh, one of the categ- categories, there are eight categories of zakat. One of the categories can, in fact, uh, under that category can qualify that the child can get zakat. But again, I say discuss it rather with the professionals and the experts, which is the zakat fund, and they will be more than happy to, to, to assist you and guide you, my sister. Shukran for that, Mulana. alaikum, Mulana. I go to Mubarak gatherings and Quran classes four times a week. My husband is fine, but it, but my husband is fine with it, but my kids say I am don't spending time enough with them, and she's only at the classes from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Shukran. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, first of all, we cannot discourage any good deed. So uh, indeed, I, uh, I I want to encourage the sister uh, that uh, that your good deeds may Allah accept it and may Allah subhanahu wa taala increase you it. Now you're saying your husband is fine with it, but your children are saying that you're not spending enough time with them uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. So it, I get it's two, two hours, mm. four times a week. And children are usually in school those hours. So I don't, think, I don't see how they are affected. But on the other hand, and I just want to give you, once, once an action affects others, then we need to look at it. I just want to give you the small incident where Sayyidina Abu Bakr was, one night Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu came out and Sayyidina Abu Bakr was reciting Quran in a soft voice. And then he came past and Sayyidina Umar was reciting Quran in a loud voice. So he asked Sayyidina Abu Bakr in a soft voice, uh, Sayyidina Abu Bakr why are you reciting in a soft voice? So he says that the one that for whom I'm reciting can hear me and that is all I need. I don't mm. need anyone else to hear me. He asked Umar radiallahu anhu, why are you reciting in a loud voice? He says that I am uh, inciting those around me, but at the same time, I'm also, uh, you know, uh, uh, keeping shaitan away, which again indicates that, 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 that he told him, and then the Nabi Salaam told him Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, please raise your voice slightly so that you can also expel shaitan. And he tells Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, and this is the lesson that I want to bring home here, the point that I want to bring home. He tells Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, that recite softer. Because Sayyidina Umar says, I want to incite others, meaning I want others around me to hear. And so the action 
might have disturbed others because it was night time. So the Nabi Sallallahu told him, don't do that action, lower your voice. So by the same token, if an action, even if it is a good deed, if it affects others negatively, then perhaps you should revisit and see, okay, maybe there should be a little bit of more time balancing, you know, correcting that, uh, that, 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 that time management. So I would suggest sit down with them, ask them exactly what is it that they mean by that, and then ask them what time would you like me to spend with you? We must remember there was one stage uh, where the Nabi, uh, where one Sahabi went to a village to go teach the people. And then uh, he said, I'll come once a week. And then the people said, no man, come every night. And then he says, no, Rasulullah sallallahu warned us against this, lest the people, or in case the people, or fearing that the people might become bored. So indeed, we need to look at that way. I need to balance it out. Four out of seven, I don't know if that is a good balance, mm. but uh, everyone uh, you know, has an individual need. Molina, we need to go for a commercial break, but just a uh, question here, and we can answer it after the break, inshallah. Um, Wassalamu alaikum. Uh, would like to know if your mother is Murtad, she let the other daughters that was born Muslim also convert to Christianity. The eldest one is still Muslim, but is still associating with him, and she thinks it's okay. Actually, she entertains the whole matter. Should, it be a f- should I be still a friend? Stay tuned. Welcome back in the program Negotiating Pathways Towards a Successful Marriage Molanda, just before the uh, commercial break A question came through uh, Would like to know if your mother is Murtad She let the other daughters That was born Muslim also convert To Christianity The eldest one is still Muslim But is still associating with him And she thinks it's okay Actually she entertains the whole matter Should I be a friend still? Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. First of all, we know that irrespective of who it is, we need to cut ties with uh, any murtad, whether it's family members, whether it's our parents or not. Um, uh, we should at least visit them thrice and ask, uh, try to uh, attempt to bring them back to the straight path, inshallah, Allah ma'amin. And may Allah guide and protect that we, uh, we do not become murtad, nor do our children become murtad, and nor do we, inshallah, uh, ever deviate from the path. Uh, important to mention is that if a, per, if, a, if a child is small and that child doesn't have a choice in the matter, the child, the natural inclination of the child is to what the mother does. So perhaps you cannot, uh, if the children were small at the time when the mother uh, uh, became murtad, and if the children were small, the children cannot be held responsible. That is the first aspect of it. The second aspect of it is that uh, the person that entertains uh, the murtad, in other words, the one daughter, I, I, I gather, she entertains and, and, and has a relationship with her murtad mother. It doesn't mean we must cut ties with that particular uh, uh, sister because she's still Muslim. Maybe we should educate her and teach her and guide her and show her the way instead of saying, no, I don't want to be your friend because you're friends with your mother. After all, while it is the Islamic law and while it is the rule, we can understand that this is my mother and the, 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 the very soft and the very gentle uh, nature of this relationship. Uh, because and perhaps this weighs heavier in that sister scale but we cannot divorce ourselves from that lady simply because she is doing something wrong then we should divorce ourselves from all drug addicts and from anyone who committed zina and from anyone who drinks so we cannot uh, you know cut that ties cut ties with a sinner we cannot do that and we should rather encourage and uh, motivate that lady to, to give a mother dawah inshallah 
Molana, the next question. Salam, Molana. I'm married for 35 years. We have a son with a drug problem. And he's blamed me. He badmouthed me. He did put me out, but he don't talk to me. And I put him in the rehab. But nothing go right for me with my husband. He still don't talk. If I talk to him, he just look at me. I must repeat myself. He only turned to Allah. Uh, five years ago, he was a man that came in the morning. I just stand there, Molana. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, first of all, I want to say Bismillah Rahman Rahim. You are married for 35 years, my dear sister. So I gather that your son is quite, uh, is not young anymore. The fact that you've been married for 35 years, perhaps the son is uh, very close to that age. That's the first thing. He's a man. If indeed he is of that age, he's a man. I see me a country. That's number year. Number three, my dear sister, I would want you and I would advise you to educate yourself with regards to druggies and, and addicts. One of the tactics that they use, and I can tell you it's a very sly tactic, it's very, very, very sly. They would play people around them up against each other in order to gain a relationship. Because if they gain a relationship, they gain resources. Mm. If they gain resources, they can, this resource will help them to continue their habit. In other words, as mommy and daddy tina and maka is, nou gaat ek eire by daddy of ek gaat eire by mommy om nais hou, because why, ek gaat miskien geel kree. The fact that she mentioned that the husband says nothing, the husband is a stoop still. So mean to say, probably, he worked it in such a way that now daddy because you know and then he gets money out of daddy my dear sister i think perhaps some family intervention and some family counseling is needed there's an organization called iswa islamic social welfare association and i believe it is and i speak really speaking under correction but i've had on occasion people who have been to them were for family intervention and really there's some family intervention needed in this particular instance. The Imam or, or Sheikh or Molana is not necessarily the best person always. There are other professionals that can be consulted and should be consulted. I also think that she should con- she should be part of the rehab process as opposed to sending him for rehab. Mm. Uh, the rehab, uh, uh, the people think that if they pay for the rehab it's going to be magic. That's not going to happen. Uh, so uh, become part of the process of the rehab process and, 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 and be there, sit in the sessions um, and see what I can still do apart from just giving money. Uh, that is not all there is to it. There's a lot of other things to it. So indeed, that is my advice to the sister, inshallah. Mulan, the next uh, question, uh, rather comment. Assalamu alaikum. Very informative program, alhamdulillah. I would say marriage is a partnership. You work together to make it successful. That's my experience after being married for 36 wonderful years. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. The other question, Mulan, assalamu alaikum. Why is it that men married for plus 30 years and the husband says that the wife is not obedient? But the wife goes to work and come home. He claims that the mother, he claims that he, the mother sides with her children, uh, they don't make salah. He also claims that he gave himself over to Allah. If so, he is so impatient with everyone in the family and extended family, but with outside people, he can speak civilly to them. He sits on the Facebook and says he gives da'wah to them. Please advise. Yes, indeed. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. My dear sister, a 30-year-old marriage, I can understand that oh, what age gap that man is in. That is the first aspect I need to say. So perhaps he doesn't have too much energy left anymore. Um, criticism will always happen between husband and wife, and this is a normal uh, state of events. This is how it happens in marriages, and we must be prepared to face it. Sometimes we must not over, we must not look at the, at the complaint. Sometimes we must look at what can I do. 
So here's my advice to the sister. Why don't you and him sit together on Facebook and see if he did gives dawah? Why don't you start a family Facebook page? Use that same negative and turn it into a positive. Why don't you start a family Facebook page where family gathers together? Mm-hmm. I started a room, for example, mm-hmm. I started a Wahi Nagis and Nifis, and I wrote it like that Nagis and Nifis WhatsApp uh, room. And with Allah's Kudrat, uh, we are so positive in that room. We laugh and we talk about the old times. We talk about the times when we were all together gathering at my grandfather's uh, residence, the, the Liberman in Meostrat, and how we used to on the open landing how our one uncle used to play movies for us and how he used to go fetch the f- we talk about these things in the room we remember the good times we remember our, our our past our families passed on why don't you do this with your husband another suggestion that I, I want to make is to tell your husband that piety and this is very important giving yourself over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one person and I'm very shortly going to say it one person came to us in Aisha anha, or one of the wives of the Prophet sallam, and he said I'm not never going to sleep I'm going to make salah all night mm. the other one says I'm never going to eat I'm going to pause every day of my life the other one says I'm never going to marry so this came to the Prophet sallam, and he got the three of them and he told him Wallahi this is what the Prophet sallam, said Wallahi inni la akhshaku min Allah in, I, I swear by Allah that I have the most khashia the most uh, the most uh, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of all of you of course bila fakhr without bragging and boasting lakin asumu wa uftiru usalli wa arqudu he says that I make salah and I sleep wa asumu wa uftiru and I puasa and I eat wa atazawaju nisa and I marry the ladies as well. So this is the answer to that husband. If he says he has given over to himself to Allah, take example of the Prophet ﷺ. Would you say to these people, you can't just blatantly just say, I'm going to... Sp-. No, you have to balance your life. Part of that balance is spending time with the wife, spending time with the children, just being there, just being together. For example, my son, for example, Butaraji, he invited me and my wife for coffee tonight. So my wife said, yes, we're going to have just a cup of coffee, but we're going to be together. And so therefore it is important that uh, that family must come together and the husband needs to be taught that piety is not seclusion mm. and seclusion is not piety. Piety is in fact part of that interaction is part of piety. So indeed that is what we want to tell the sister inshallah. Shukran. Molana, the next question. Assalamu alaikum Molana. My, I, my husband has, my husband has talaq, his first wife two years ago. But I recently found out that he's still legally married to her and he never told me. Please advise. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. By legally married, I take it that the two went to the courts and they got married at the court. Now the validity of that nikah, you understand, that that nikah has no validity uh, shar'an. In other words, that although it's legally by the law of the land, but sharia-wise it, had, it has no validity. Hence, she, they, they're not married, right? What I would suggest to the, to the sister is that she must tell her husband that uh, he needs to go for a divorce as well. He needs to apply for a divorce to be legally divorced at court. And that he and the wife, his ex-wife needs to agree on this so that the, the process is much smoother. Um, often it happens that uh, the ex-wife finds out, no, it's no weggetrood, no, I'll your hard time. Then will she not the papers sign. But indeed he needs to go and I would, I'd ask, uh, I would suggest to the wife, please speak to the husband directly in so many words and tell him that uh, and by the law by the way uh, technically 
by the law of the land, if he's going to apply to get married to the second wife legally, they're not going to accept it because polygamy is, uh, is, is prohibited in South Africa. So indeed, he needs to, because he's guilty technically of polygamy, although the second marriage is by, uh, um, by, by, by the um, recognized under the Common Law Act. It's not recognized under the Marriages Act. So uh, he can't be accused of it or charged with it. But indeed, by the law of the land, he's practicing polygamy, and that, is, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that could count against him. Shukran for the Molina. Molina, once again, we need to tell the listener we will try to do justice to all the questions that are coming through. Yes. But, uh, yes, but Raji, we really but, need to apologize mm. to our listeners, all the older questions and mm-hmm. those who have sent questions yes. today. Because of the, alhamdulillah, the nature of the program and the popularity of this program, we've got so many questions. Yes, so they must stay tuned every Sunday, inshallah, from half past 11 until 1 o'clock, inshallah. And of course, the negotiating pathways towards a successful marriage. Molina, the next question, salam, can a stepson be a stepmother's mahram? A cousin just got married to a Christian man and then told her parents she was married before. Um, okay, I think there's, there's two parts to this question. Mm. Can the stepson be the stepmother's mahram? mahram? Yes, indeed, by virtue of... And I take it here, the stepson means probably the husband's son. son. So yes, indeed, he can be mahram for her because by virtue of the marriage and the consummation of the marriage, according to Shafi, the marriage must be consummated. But let's just say, obvious, uh, the, uh, let's say the obvious is that the marriage would have been consummated, then he can be his stepmother's uh, mahram because he cannot marry her mm. so because you, you you can't marry what your fathers have married so your fathers married that lady so she's haram for you hence you can become her mahram the second part of the question is a cousin just got married to a christian man that marriage is not valid and then told the parents she was married before um, and I don't mm. understand that part mm. of it, but what she probably means is the lady that was married, that was married, which is called a Tayyip, this lady does not need the permission of a Wali. She doesn't need the permission and she can appoint pretty much whomsoever she wants as her Wakil. So perhaps she means it in that particular way, but the marriage itself is still haram. It's still a prohibited marriage because the man is a non-Muslim. So yes, indeed, that marriage is not uh, valid and uh, she's living in haram. Mm. Next question, Molana. Assalamu alaikum, Molana. What can a woman do if her ibadah husband not sleep and talk to her, but stay in one house? He even don't nafaka her, his wife and children. What can I do as we married for over 20 years, but I don't know what's his problem because he don't talk about it. It's very frustrated for the family, Molana. Okay, bismillah rahman rahim Yes, indeed, I think perhaps uh, you should uh, just approach him very gently. It could very well be that there's something very bad that might have happened in his life that uh, was uh, that went wrong, or it could very well be that he, because of his inability to nafaka the, prob- uh, the family proper, uh, properly, that might put him in a spot where he has an inferior complex inferiority complex and therefore he must he feels that maybe um, I can't say too much because I don't bring money into the home that could be one of the causes it could be also uh, the onset of, of a depression so one doesn't want, uh, want to just blatantly say that, uh, that, that that the husband is wrong one would want to find out what is the cause of his silence because clearly uh, if, if they've been married I think uh, probably for over 20 years he says then there is some cause for his silence so perhaps uh, if, if you can't do it directly Perhaps speak to someone close The imam is not always the best person Speak to a friend of his, a close friend of his Or speak to, for example, if he's with a group or with a jamaah Speak to the amir mm. of the jamaah to speak to him Ask him what's wrong And, you know, have a family sitting and talk things out, inshallah Inshallah 
Molina, next question. Salams, Bhutaraji and Sheikh Sabri. I think that if we request Almighty Allah to make us responsible in every way possible, then we will have completed this as required. I also requested Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant Molina's father and all marhum highest place in Jannah. And that comes from Nizam. He put his name there and shukran. MashaAllah, shukran for that message. The next question, Assalamu alaikum. Molina, me and my husband was separated for two years. I stayed with another man. And me and my husband are back again. Are we still married? And we never had a talaq. Shukran. Um, yes, you are still married to your husband, my dear sister. May Allah forgive you for having stayed with another man. Whilst you were married, you lived in haram and you need to make tawbah for that. It was haram for you to have been with a second man. And alhamdulillah, you have returned to your lawful husband. You are still married for all intents and purposes. Since you do mention that a talaq has not occurred, it was never issued and never mentioned. Hence, you are married to your husband. I would suggest that you make tawbah and ask Allah to forgive you for the sin that you have committed. Salaam I understand about the husband taking a second or a third wife, whether the previous wife knows about it or not. But what if I don't want to be part of such a marriage? What are my options? Bismillah rahman rahim Straightforwardly said, my dear sister, you don't have a choice in the matter. Straightforwardly spoken, you don't have a choice or a say in the matter. If Allah had indeed given women a say in this matter, then no, we would not have had second or third or fourth marriages, number one. Number two, what wife is going to sit down with a cup of tea and tell the husband that, uh, yes, you can marry, and uh, yes, no, inshallah, let's give a karaoke for it. There's no wife in this world that's going to do that, although there is a, a movement uh, towards that, and, uh, and uh, you know, alhamdulillah, the doors of acceptance are opening slowly, slowly. More and more women are accepting that this is what Allah has given the man the right to do. But despite that, my dear sister, your options are you speak to your husband in, in, and ask him to release you and then come to a mutual agreement that or there can be khul'a you can offer your husband to buy yourself out of the marriage that is called khul'a uh, speak to the husband in some way or the other and tell him other than that there are no not many options that you have or no really no options because nobody will grant you a fasku nikah based on that so indeed my dear sister whilst it might seem oppressive to women in the end we may find that this is of great benefit to women yes to the western world and we are influenced by this we feel oppressed our women feel oppressed yeah the husband can marry two wives but I can't marry two husbands and all these things and why should I accept it my dear sister how many often how how would it be that Allah gives this matter into the into the laps of women it would have been disastrous so yes indeed you don't have many options or any options at all but to accept number one but number two find happiness in unhappiness in every unhappy situation we can find happiness because happiness is not what happens out there but happiness my dear sisters and brothers is what happens in your heart if you are happy in your heart you can turn a negative into a positive so look at the positive your husband still at least he still loves you enough to be married to you that is the positive and that is the silver lining at the uh, you know the silver lining of the cloud of the cloud Shukran Farid Molina I think we need to go for a commercial break when they come back our number is uh, SMS line is 47913 welcome back in the program negotiating pathways towards successful marriages once again we're trying our best to answer all your questions but if not today stay tuned and next Sunday inshallah and uh, we're trying to do justice to all your answers and questions that are coming through Molina the one year from Assalamu alaikum my son and his wife is Talaq they have a three month old baby my son provides clothing, nappies, toiletries, and cash 500 rand per month. The ex-wife's father now demands money for the baby's bath, water, and electricity. We were totally taken aback at this. At his request, reasonable. They are businesses' own owners. 
and stay in an affluent area, how can you reason with such a person? What is the deen's ruling on this? As this man quotes hadith, left, right, and center, most times out of context, just to suit his purpose. Shukran. Okay, Bismillah rahman rahim Technically, and perhaps I shouldn't say it, but uh, let me just say, unfortunately, the nafaka package is a complete package. It includes the uh, the clothing needs of the children. It includes the nutritional needs of the children, and it includes the uh, accommodation needs of the children. So, indeed, if 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 a demand is made for water and electricity usage, then that is within the package. However, I'm asking this: What kind of grandfather charges for his ch- for his grandchild to be washed? And bathed and showered in his home. What kind of grandfather charges for his grandchild to you? And what what electricity does a child that is on nappies? What electricity can break? They can. They water and they can seek a two liter water on mm. the was, and they can drink maybe boss milk, so they can cream milk and cost for him for the mother off. But at the same time, my dear sister, we need to say that unfortunately, technically, that is within the right. Uh, that is part of the nafaka package. I also want to say that the quotation of hadith is very, 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 very dangerous thing to do. How do you reason with this person? I don't know, my sister. Mm. I don't know the person's personality. I don't know what, how aggressive or, or, or how passive the person is, except to say, Speak the truth and tell him the truth, even if it is a bitter pill, even if it is a bitter thing to swallow. Uh, inshallah, we hope that the situation resolves itself. Um, what's going to happen that if the son goes to court, if she takes him to court, he might end up paying much more. And this is the other danger. So yes, indeed, uh, inshallah, make sabr. And uh, may Allah bring the wife and husband together again, inshallah. Inshallah. Maulana, a very long question that now we did, alhamdulillah. She says, Assalamu alaikum. I've been married for seven years. I have three kids. And it's expecting twins. I found out two days before my sixth anniversary, my husband is married with a second wife. But up till until now, they never came to me and put the discussion on the table. And he, as husband, can't tell me in my face if he's going to sleep with her. He just go and comes as he pleases. And the question continue, what I don't understand is that most of the times they have conflicts. They need, don't bother to go to, to her for weeks. And all of a sudden, then he just slip out again without letting me know. And what makes it worse? When she found out I'm Hamil and she was furious. Why? I don't know. So I only found out that he told her that we are separated, which we not. Can Imam give me advice as I don't know where I stand? I don't think of me, but of my kids as well. Shukran. Bismillah rahman rahim First of all, my dear sister, um, on basis of the fact that your husband is married to another lady, although you found out years later or days later or months later, it cuts no eyes. At the end, he is married to this lady at least. And you should shukar Allah that your husband didn't go do haram outside with this lady, but rather he preferred to marry the lady. So that is the first aspect of it. Shukar Allah that your husband is not joining around. Uh, The other aspect is that you mentioned that he sleeps, uh, he comes and goes as he pleases. You, my dear sister, as a Muslim 
uh, as a married lady and as a first wife, you have the right to insist on X amount of time being spent with you and X amount of time being spent with her. And then you mentioned that he, sometimes it, for a long period of time he doesn't go to her, then he just sleeps and all of a sudden, let me tell you something, the Quran, the Quranic injunction there is complete equality with, and, and justice when it comes to the amount of times that uh, the husband spends. Uh, hence, it is, on the, it is within the lap of either wife to then uh, complain and lodge a complaint against him of not spending equal amount of time and of uh, then accusing of injustice because this is what he's guilty of, he's guilty of injustice. I do think that you should address him with regards to this. I do think that he should formalize it and not treat you as a lost lit, as a lost lappy, nor should he treat the other wife as a lost lappy. Let me tell you also something, my dear sister, but Araji, what is a mission in English? Of an Afrikaans mm, for that matter. Now some vrouwens is meisje onna. Ons kan ons nie op eer sê, die rechtige woord die, maar weet as a ta en a fa en, as a ta en en as a fa en die woord. Ons kan ons net sê nie, but sometimes second wives are just meisje onna. And sometimes first wives are also just meisje onna. What gives her the right to become furious when you gamel? After all, wakko gamelskap vandaan. I suggest that your husband, he is the kingpin here, and you should address him and state your conditions. I will not accept it in this way, except with these conditions, and the conditions must be Quran and, and, and Hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu So you should seek also guidance from a learned person, but definitely he's got no right to treat you like a lost lappy, or his other wife like a lost lappy, and he should be told that this is not permissible. Shukran Molana, next uh, rather a comment here. Yeah, shukran to Molana Sabri for the wonderful program and for explaining things so beautifully. I'm always learning from your questions. Ask, may Allah uh, grant Molana uh, long umar. Amen. Inshallah. Lots of khair. Alhamdulillah. Shukran for the dua. And the next one, yes. Salam, Molana. Imam, depression can be cured and people can change. It is difficult for your partner to believe and can destroy your marriage. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I say the partner, hey, sit on. We must never look at it that way. It could be real. Sometimes, it, and that is why, but Araji, uh, the, the one thing about depressed people is, I say, I have myself do it, Mark. Mm. Never take that for a joke. Take it serious, because more than a man with a blade and snake is your hand, or you hang on your toe, then what can you say? I think it's going to be a man's hand all the time. man's hand is maybe genuinely depressed. So yes, we agree with the listener uh, that indeed depression can destroy marriages. The next question, Molina. Assalamu alaikum, Molina. Husband, don't nafaka me and the children. When I speak about it, he threatens me to leave the marriage and tells me I'm being petty. What should I do? Bismillah rahman rahim My dear sister, why does he threaten you with leaving the marriage? You should threaten him with leaving the marriage because he is violating your marital right. You and the children have the right to be nafakat by him. So you should threaten him. What prajay? You tell him in so many words. Say for Mr. Wafan prajay. What prajay? Van jay hari marriage los. Ekati marriage los because jay wali for my nafakani. That is your right, my dear sister. Next year, so plushes are us. That is your right. I'm not saying you must do it. I'm saying it is your right to do it. However, I would suggest that to go lay a complaint at your local imam and tell your imam about his attitude so that the imam can at least speak to him inshallah and give him some encouragement inshallah Mulna, alaikum. I'm working for a murtad that doesn't allow me to go to Jumu'ah I must lie and say I'm going to a shop then I ran to the mosque I feel I should leave this job but I'm married I have a 7 month old son should I leave this job? 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. But Raji, for me to sit in a very, in a, in a air-conditioned studio and a cozy studio and say behind a mic, yes, leave this job, it's very easy to do. It's not easy as, 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 as it seems. First of all, my dear brother, you're going to Jumu'ah is not uh, dependent on whether your boss says yes or no. It's not dependent on him. You must go to Jumu'ah. There's no, there's no issue about it. <coughs> Mouth. There's no discussion, no negotiation. You must go to Juma. <coughs> Apologizing for that throat, uh, for that uh, frog in the throat there. That's the first aspect, my brother. Whether you work for a murtad, a kafir, a Jew, a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Muslim, whoever you work for, Jumu'ah is not negotiable, period, number one. Number two, the fact that it's a murtad means he will give you a hard time. Now you understand, we have freedom of religion in this country. There's no more such thing, but Raji, to feel mensen gebrek al alle jaren, to excuse my boss, allow me. I'm saying that is hogwash, and I'm trying to use the most decent English words. I, I know it's hogwash, it's crap, it's bull nudges. It's, it's, it's really a lot of nonsense that my boss doesn't allow me. We've got freedom of religion in this country. If it then means we have to work in uh, our other lunchtimes, then do that. If it then means I must work overtime. Just yesterday, wallahi, one person was telling me that he did it in this way, and I hope so, uh, this brother is listening. He did it in this way. He told his, his, his boss, and his boss was a calf here. His boss said, speak to your supervisor. So he told the supervisor, okay, every day lunchtime, I'm going to work in 15 minutes of my lunchtime, and then in Inshallah, for Friday, I want the three-quarter of an hour off for mosque. So the supervisor agreed. Then the supervisor told the supervisor, but obviously Jay is my supervisor. So Jay moet for me, and they 15 minutes, but I, my lunchtime and week, Jay moet for me supervise. He says, after three days, the supervisor told him, I can't break now my lunchtime for you to supervise. Ga net maar sit toe klaar, man, ek trust for you. But look at how easy Allah made this for him. And there's many, many other instances. My brother, if, if it means you have to give up your job, you make the decision. I will give you the encouragement. Allah might just open up 10 other doors that the millions will flow from, inshallah. Allah ma'amin. Inshallah, Molina, final question. Um, Assalamu alaikum, Molina. We are four sisters and one stepbrother who is the youngest. The eldest two has their own homes. The other one is living uh, in a separate entrance. And my baby sister is living at the back of my mother's house in the Wendy. My question is, my stepbrother who does drugs and does not want to work, who lives with my mom and abuses her verbally, every time tells her that my mom's house belongs to him and that there is nothing we can do about it. Whether my mom has a will, we do not know because when we bring the subject up by asking my mom if she has a will, she asks us if we want her dead. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim That mother, for that question, she for that answer, she should say then the Prophet also, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, also wanted you dead. Every Muslim, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says it is prohibited for a Muslim to go sleep three nights and his will is not made out. The will is not a matter of uh, the will is a matter of wujub, there's a matter of compulsion that every Muslim must make out a Sharia will. And I emphasize a Sharia will, not woman fancy, uh, not whom I think and whom I see fit to, re- to inherit from me, but what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inculcated and implemented in our lives through Quran. So this is the first aspect. The second aspect is that uh, sadly it seems that you are between a rock and a hard place. Don't give up giving dawah to this to this uh, youngster or whoever he is that is on drugs. Don't give up giving dawah. Continuously give dawah. The second part of it is that by step, I don't exactly know what you mean. But if he's not a blood relation, um, he says by virtue, uh, you know, 
Unfortunately, it seems that it's, it, it, it's you and your mother living in his father's house. So you don't have much of a choice. You can't put him out. Um, and perhaps you can't also move out because you don't have anywhere to go. I'm going to encourage you with sabr, my sister. I'm going to encourage you with sabr towards this person. I'm also going to encourage you with da'wah. Not to ever give up reminding him of where he went wrong and we're reminding him of what is right and the haq and you know, inviting him towards good and forbidding him from evil. I'm also going to make a third encouragement. Perhaps if you if you narrow the gap because now this can I, I can understand how this gap has widened. If you narrow the gap and perhaps win his heart instead of winning the argument, that might also help and make him understand that by virtue of your father and my mother being married, we are related in a way. Make him understand that the love needs to be spread and in terms of Sharia, that Sharia has to, has to prevail as opposed to drug habits and as opposed to the mum's answer uh, within that household. Shukran Mulan. That concludes our program today, Negotiating Pathways Towards Successful Marriage. Once again, we need to apologize for the listeners who send in their questions, Mulan. But stay tuned. Next week, we will answer their questions next week, inshallah, from inshallah. half past 11 until 1. A final question came through Mulan. Assalamu alaikum, Imam. Has your classes started and on what night? Yes, the Friday night, the marriage classes. It's on a Friday night with Araji from Maghrib to Ishai. We don't keep the class long because we don't want to bore the people. Uh, this week, inshallah, we hope to start with uh, the, the section on Idda. I'm still I'm finishing off the section on arbitration. I'm doing the starting the, uh, the section on Idda. And indeed, inshallah, it will be an interesting lesson. It's free of charge, uh, but donations are welcome. Everyone is welcome to attend. The masjid is situated in Spine Road, Rocklands. It's easy to find whichever way you're coming from. It's easy to find. I hope to see everyone there, inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. From Ashram Raji Davazi, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And of course, my technician, Abida Muhammad, doing duty on that side.